the internet first started, we knew the internet was going to be a big thing. Anybody in the year, how many of y'all remember the year 2000? How many of y'all were like functioning adults or at least like in high school or college or something in the year 2000? Anybody in here? Okay. So, so how many of you, like, I want you to go back and, and go back to the year 2000. And I want you to ask yourself, in the year 2000, did I know that the internet was going to be big? Did you know that? Did you think, or did you think it was a fad? Did you think it was like, because remember hip hop, they used to think hip hop was a fad. Remember that when they used to talk about hip hop, like one day it's going to go away. Right. So, so you had a time where you, you know, everybody, um, it, it, Internet was gonna be a thing. What you did not know was which company was gonna dominate. So if you had taken the approach of saying, "Oh, well, I, I know the internet's gonna be big, so let me invest in Netscape," right? You would have been wrong. You would have lost all your money. Or I know the internet's gonna be big, so let me invest in AOL because you've got mail, right? That was really big. AOL didn't survive, right? The best players were after AOL, right? Google and, and Facebook and Apple, Apple, you know? So ultimately what I would say to you is uh, if you're gonna invest in an industry, um, pick the industry, don't just pick individual stocks. Or if you invest in individual stocks in the industry, maybe mix it up a little bit and grab a bunch of stocks in the industry, right? That way you're just, you're just kind of there for whatever happens. All right, so let me uh, answer uh, more of your questions, okay. So, um, so we talked about Terrence's stock, uh, hypercharged networks. Okay. And, uh, let's see. Next question is, um, from Geneva Lockwood, what account level is needed to trade options on Robinhood? I believe account, account level two is what you need to uh, trade options. You can check with their tech support. They can confirm that, but I believe it's level two. I think level three allows you to do things on margin. Uh, let's see. Jan Jasmine is asking about the book club. Yeah, Jan, I, I love you, man. I appreciate you asking um, about me and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I admit um, sometimes I can't do everything as much as I want to. And I had to close down, like I, I'm doing the uh, tour for the book and everything where we're doing the book club meetings. By the way, thank you to those of you who joined us in Houston. I, I hope you got the value that you were seeking. Um, and I wanted to do these live events because I wanted everyone to get a chance to be together in the same space so you can invest together and meet each other and everything. And uh, the problem is that, uh, you know, when family calls, you, know, you, you got to go deal with that. So I had to shut that down or, 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 or shorten it um, just because I absolutely must be with my parents. Like I have to do that. So, um, so until the all black, I'm going to do Dallas. That's the last event uh, for a while. And then I'm going to do the all black national convention. Uh, but, um, but yeah, so that's why. So sometimes if I have to change something or move something, it's because of that. Okay. So thank you for asking about that. I appreciate it. All right. So let's see. Next question. Mark Irving, I have $20,000 to invest. I want to buy stock, sell cover calls, generate $500 per week without putting all 20 K in one stock. What would you do? Great question, Mark. First off, um, that, that, that's definitely a better question for the prime program. Uh, if you, if you go to drboyceprime.com. Uh, drboyceprime.com is where we talk about selling covered calls and stuff like that and generating income. Uh, it's really a fun way to make money. Um, I sold my calls yesterday and I made my money. Now, what you can do is um, if you go into, if you log in at drboyceprime.com, you can find something called Dr. Boyce Moneymakers. And these are stocks that I personally bought just to sell the covered calls on those stocks. Now, the thing about selling covered calls is that you got to cover your butt. And covering your butt means 
that you don't want to get too greedy. Greed will always destroy you financially. You want to see an example of how greed will ruin you? I promise we're going to get back to the options question, but I, I, I love seeing financial lessons everywhere. Um, does anybody watch the TV show uh, Snowfall? How many of y'all watch Snowfall? Anybody, anybody follow Snowfall? It's it's a great show. It's 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 basically about this guy who uh, becomes like this drug kingpin, and he's you know a uh, Damson Idris or something. They always pick these British actors to play black people in America, which I think is odd. I love my people from Black London and Black England, so don't no disrespect. But I think that's so funny, you know, when you have this guy that's from you know from England who speaks like he's from Compton or something. But anyway, uh, on this show Snowfall, you have this guy who, um, you know, who's courageous, he's smart, he could have been anything, but he, he becomes a crack kingpin. And uh, in his quest to become a crack kingpin, he goes through all these experiences and he gets exposed to a ton of money and a ton of uh, opportunities, a ton of danger, everything else. He survives it all, he does pretty well. Well, at toward the end though, um, just a spoiler alert, it doesn't end well for him. You know, uh, he starts off as the kingpin, the baller, and then he ends up as basically he ends up looking like a crackhead, but he's really just an alcoholic. I, I at least I, at least that's how they portrayed it. I wasn't sure which one he became, but um, but yeah. So I, I'll show you the imagery of the of the show. It's a great show. So here's the the, the here's what here's what he is as a kingpin, and then uh, after being a kingpin for a while, he eventually becomes this guy, right? The guy on the on the right, you know, dirty t-shirt, you know, uh, holding a, a bag with a bottle in it. Um, you know, dirty pants that probably got pee in them and stuff and right, rotten, missing teeth and everything else. So you're like, okay, how do you go from this to this? And let me tell you what killed him. What killed him was he was infected by a, vi a, a virus, a financial virus, the virus of greed, the virus of greed. Uh, because, you know, this guy was making millions of dollars a year as a drug kingpin, but he started to really have bigger and bigger ambitions in terms of what he wanted to do with his money. And because his ambitions became so big and he wanted to make so much money and he wanted to just keep going up and up and up. And I see this happen all the time with business owners and stuff who can't, you know, instead of counting your blessings from the bottom up, you count from the top down. So instead of focusing on what you have, you focus on what you don't have. And what can happen is exactly what happened to this character. Um, I've always told you guys that uh, making money and building wealth uh, or, or wealthy life comes down to health, wealth, and relationships. And uh, and in fact, most of your wealth is not financial. Most of the wealth that you have are things that money can't buy, like your health. Like how much would you pay to be healthy again if you're sick or if you're old and dying? If you ask a billionaire, which would you rather trade? Would you trade your would, – would you rather have your health or would you rather have your money? Most billionaires would say, I'd rather have my health, right? So your health, your wealth, and your relationships. And what happens in a lot of cases, if you don't understand wealth on a fundamental level, on a spiritual level almost, then what will happen is you, your pursuit of wealth, that greed will, will infect your soul to the point where you will destroy everything else in your life that matters. You'll destroy your relationships. And next thing you know, your kids hate you. Your wife is, is leaving you. Uh, and then you destroy your health. You know, you're old and sick and fat, diabetes, cancer, heart disease, strokes. I told you, these are the four horsemen of death. The four horsemen of death, uh, the four things that kill black people the most uh, are cancer, heart disease, uh, Alzheimer's, and diabetes. Those are the four things that they said are tend to lead to death. And, um, and the four things that help you avoid those four things, and my wife and I just went through a whole book on health and all that, uh, because health is more important than wealth. We talked about that. Uh, are, um, the four things that help you avoid it are um, mental health, uh, exercise, diet, and sleep. Uh, mental health, exercise, diet, and sleep. So the way I remember that is 
Um, the first, the, 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 the good stuff uh, has the acronym meds, M-E-D-S. So in my mind, I say, if you take your meds, you avoid Chad. Chad is the angel of death. Chad, C-H-A-D, is cancer, heart disease, Alzheimer's, diabetes. This is how I like to remember things in analogies and acronyms. Uh, that's what we do all throughout the Black Business School. That's how we teach wealth to kids and stuff like that. So that's my acronym. If you take your meds, you avoid Chad. Chad is the angel of death. So, so where am I going with this? All right, so I promise you, I know I talk a lot about stuff, but I really want to make sure I, I emphasize this point. So would you watch the show Snowfall? The show Snowfall is nothing but a financial lesson. That's all it is. It's a financial lesson about financial psychology. That's what I wrote my dissertation on. The thing about financial psychology is that, um, you know, when you're an investor, you have to watch out for uh, for some of the demons that can destroy you when it comes to wealth building. Greed is one. Fear is another one. If you operate solely on fear or on greed, those things will destroy you. So this guy um, in Snowfall. Uh, was infected by both of those diseases. He got to the point where he got so ambitious and he didn't, you know, think about the fact that he had 10, 20 million dollars sitting around. He wanted 73 million dollars. And so to get this 73 million dollars back that someone had taken from him, he destroys his relationship with his mother. He destroys his his physical and mental health. He ends up running around killing people. He loses his his girlfriend. He loses his child. He ends up killing his friends and just literally it just deteriorates his life, deteriorates his soul. And so his relationships were all dead and his health was dead and his wealth was gone at the end. So ultimately, um, I would the way I look at that is and I go, let's go circle back to this question about stock options. OK, uh, when I'm talking to you guys, when we're in the prime program and all that, and we're talking about selling stock options and all this other stuff. I don't want you to get caught up in fear or greed, right? I, I need you to understand how risk works. Um, I want you to understand what it means uh, when you build your portfolio. Uh, if you're going to go and take that 20,000 and turn that into $500 a week, that's easy to do actually without taking a ton of risk. You can easily take 20 grand and turn that into a $500 a week business that requires you to do absolutely no work whatsoever. Um, and anybody who isn't in there who doesn't understand, who's curious about it, um, I did a training where I explained the, the fundamentals of it. Um, if you go to voicewalkins.com, there's a training called How to Make Money Without Working. I know a lot of you liked it. It's right there available. It's, uh, it's, so feel free to go to my website and take a look, voicewalkins.com. But basically, um, so what you do, really, if you want to turn the 20000 into a $500 a week income is uh, I would pick some. If you pick risk, the riskier the stocks you pick, the more protection you have to have. Right. So so if you if you pick a, a company like Coinbase, Coinbase won't just 20 grand worth of Coinbase, especially if you use something like Robinhood Gold, where you can actually get leverage and turn that 20 grand into 30 or 35,000. That'll generate more than $500 a week. I, I think you could probably make, I don't know, something like, let's say you bought 400 shares and the options are trading for $2 each. Um, yeah, you'd make about, you can make eight, eight, eight nine hundred $900 a week on a, a Coinbase investment of that magnitude. Now, the reason that I wouldn't just jump out and do that is, number one, uh, you're not diversified. All your money's in one stock, so you have to spread your money across at least four or five different stocks. Number two, you're not fortified. That means uh, that you want to also have your put options in place because that protects the value of your equity, right? So you could end up generating high income, but your equity value could be dropping because the you know these stocks that pay the most money tend to be the most volatile. So uh, the and the third thing um, that I would think about is you know asking yourself is this really what you want to do? You know if you um, because remember if you invest in something risky, we talked earlier for example about Clover Health, this SPAC that was high flying, 
if you go to, you know, if you, if you look at Clover Health and the history of Clover Health, and I feel bad, I hate the fact that uh, that the sister lost her money on this uh, stock. But the thing about it is that you got to understand if you're an investor, you're going to lose money. You know, there's no investor I know anywhere that hasn't had times where they lost their whole shirt, you know, and, 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 and so, but the key thing though, is that a smart investor doesn't lose all their shirts. They just might lose the shirt that they're wearing that day. Okay. And that's why you don't put all your eggs in one basket. So if you look at Clover Health, um, let's go right here, right? So, so let's look at this stock and I'm gonna put it on the screen so we can kind of see it. Um, if you look at Clover Health over the last, you know, say five years, you can see where this stock has traded pretty high. It's traded as high as, you know, what is it? $16 per share. Um, here it's trading at $15 per share. So if you bought Clover Health at say 10 or 11, um, you made a good return on investment, you know, 60, 60, 70%. Uh, it went down as low as 784 and then went back up to 1503. So it almost doubled. So there have been times where Clover Health was a great investment. Then you have to go back to 2021 to find that. Um, now, what you do, though, in my view, is that if you are in a situation where an asset is good to you, when the sun comes out, that's when you buy your umbrellas. Because you got to know the rain is coming. The rain is coming. I'll say it again. The rain is always coming. So when, when it gets real sunny and you got that extra cash, that's when you have to think differently from probably about 90% of all the people that you know. That's when you must be proactive and preventative in your investing. That's when you start saying, okay, instead of taking this money and spending it, or instead of taking this money and being greedy and just buying more stock, right? That's what we do. We say, oh, we made, I made a thousand. I can make 2000 next time. First, you got to fortify and protect what you have. And this is what I mean when I talk about how I live my life. I remind myself the way I stay optimistic about life is I tell I told my wife, I said, I count my blessings from the ground up. I don't count them from the top down. I don't sit around thinking about all the things I don't have. I give myself room to have ambition and desire to grow, but I don't sit around whining about what I don't have. I focus on what I do have. And at first I give thanks for that. And then I think about how I can protect that. Do you understand? So when you own this stock and you bought it at $7 and it's risen up to $15, don't just sort of think, okay, let me double down and I'm going to keep, if it keeps going up, I'm going to keep making this money. What you do here is you say, let me take some money and buy some puts because I can buy some puts, you know, at, at a price of 12 or something that'll at least give me a floor so that before I start going off and trying to make more money, I protect what I already have. Let me give you one last example that will help you understand this point very clearly. Um, the Roman Empire, does anybody know how the Roman Empire uh, fell? How many of y'all know why the Roman Empire fell? The Roman Empire was the great, one of the greatest empires of all time, at least among white people. Um, uh, does anybody know why the Roman Empire fell? Well, the Roman Empire fell because they were so busy trying to conquer new stuff and conquer new territory and take, you know, take new, uh, you know, new land that they stopped defending Rome. <laughs> they weren't defending their home territory. They just took that for granted. They assumed that everything at home was going to be okay. And then next thing you know, their enemies were invading Rome because they're like, oh, all your soldiers are gone. So your money is like your soldiers, right? So you deploy your soldiers to conquer new territory. That's where you're making the investments and you're allowing yourself to be ambitious, but not greedy. But then the, you also use the soldiers to defend the territory that you've already acquired. That's where you're, you're, you're fortifying the portfolio. Right. So um, so so uh, if you want to learn more about, you know, the, the whole stock option side of things, 
Uh, again, just go to my website. That training on how to make money without working is there. Uh, you can come to our Prime class. I think you're going to like it. I think it's a great way to generate extra income. Even if you have less than 20000 you can still make money, um, you know, even with five or 10000 You can generate a weekly income. You may also want to take a look at um, the training that's in your stock market package called How to Form an Investment Club. Um, I think family investment clubs are a great way to pool your resources with other people so you can get more done quicker. Okay. All right. So let me uh, let me hop into the Q&A. Uh, let's see. Sandy Green says, is this a good time to invest in stocks? Um, I think that rather than trying to guess what's going to happen next, um, I, I, I prefer to pick a, a strategy and just stick with it and not let my strategy deviate based on what is happening in the economy at that moment. Because if you do that, you're gonna drive yourself crazy. You know, if you're constantly trying to say, oh, well, I shouldn't invest because I think it's gonna go down or I think it's gonna go up, then what'll happen is you're gonna have two things happen. You're gonna have what I call FOMO and FOLO. FOMO is fear of missing out. You're gonna watch the market take off when you sat on the sidelines and you could have made a move and you're not invested, so you end up losing that way. And then FOLO is fear of losing out. That's where uh, you, um, you decide, okay, this is the time. This is when I'm gonna make my money and then it doesn't work out and then you're sad because you lose money. Um, I think that a better strategy to keep yourself from going crazy is pick your, pick your policy and stick with it. So for example, with the $5 a day investing plan, which I really want every single person that ever listens to me to do, uh, if you go to boyswalkins.com, it's right there. It will make your children rich. They will never have to work for anybody, but you got to start early and, uh, and it's very easy. I tell them, pick a simple strategy. Get on your app, schedule it to buy $35 a week of, of either VOO or SPY. VOO and SPY are index funds that track the S&P 500. That, at that point, your child will be an owner in 500 of the strongest, largest companies in America, or at least a bunch of them. And, uh, and you do that consistently. All you got to do is set the auto, auto invest at, at least $35 a week and never sell the stock. That's it. You cannot sell the stock. You let it sit there. You let it cook. You let it incubate for 25 years. Next thing you know, you, you've got a six-figure child that you're putting into the world. A black child with six figures liquid in the bank is going to have options that 99.9% .9 of our children never have because nobody ever invested for them. That And I know I, you, some of you who've been following me, you've heard me say this a lot. I repeat myself because I need us to really implement this. I need us to do this, okay? So so uh, just pick your policy and don't don't try to flip-flop based on what the market's doing. I give you the, the context. I tell you what I'm saying, what I think could be happening. But um, I'm not saying these things because I want you to dramatically shift your strategy. I just sort of let you guys know what I'm doing and kind of what I'm saying, okay? All right, so Jan Jasmine says, since you asked, I got an email from tech support saying that they don't see what I forwarded to them. Okay, all right, good. Yeah, great, Jan. Yeah, I, I want. I know I know you, brother, and I know you're in here, and I've seen you so many times. So I appreciate those of you that are uh, ride or dies for the Black Business School. As you know, we're becoming the, the, we're becoming the Black Harvard. That's what we want to be, an HBCU for the 21st century. And so, um, so your feedback like that, like Mr. Jasmine just gave us, really helps us improve the quality of the school. So um, thank you for that. I appreciate it. All right. So let's see. Good morning, Dr. Boyce. Uh, will stocks create a great surge before crashing in lieu of the recession or is the recession behind us? I don't think this is the recession is behind us. They're talking about it coming out this summer. It could be in the fall. Uh, there are a lot of people. This week is going to be interesting because as corporate earnings come out, that's going to be a big indicator of, <clears throat> of where we are economically, You know whether the, we're close to the recession or not. So, um, so the corporate earnings this week from Alphabet, 
and um, and 